Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. This is Berenice. And I'm Ella. And this week, we have a very exciting subject. We're going to be talking about being a messy hoe. Ayo. In the past, yes, Ella and I had um, taken some L's, some offenses, but never did we not, we're not able to redeem ourselves. And that's really the message of today is how can you be messy and still come out on top? Sometimes you don't come out on top. No, yeah, but we're there's trying some to f- things you can't come back from. But-, <laughs> but, you know, I feel like sharing these stories, I'm excited to have a good laugh. And I was thinking about these stories and was just really excited because sometimes you just need to, like, laugh about your pain. And I'm excited. Yeah, we have a lot. So, yes, lots of laughs today. Let's start off with a chicken. Ella, how you doing? I'm single. So... <laughs> I'm not going to pretend to sit here like I'm excited. I did get broken up with on the day before Valentine's Day. It's still very raw, real. But I would like to say like I had to look back and be like, what advice do I give people on this podcast? And to do my best to follow my own goddamn advice because I know what to do after a breakup. Please go look at our two breakup episodes if you want to hear about it. And like I just was sitting being like, okay, let's just go through the motions of things I've told other people and just take it on yourself. So, you know, not feeling perfect, but these things happen. Dude, I'm sorry. A breakup is never easy. And, you know, I'm here for you. And so is everybody else. And things are your concern. I... I'm in the same boat. I've honestly had a pretty shitty past couple of days. But, you know, I'm just trying to get through it. Relationships are difficult. I'm not... You know, I was having a really tough morning because of just, like, the weekend. Valentine's Day just, like... Honestly, I like it because I love being romantic with my friends, mm-hmm. but so I guess setting expectations on a significant other is like way too fucking difficult. And the thing is, I'm not one to be like, it's Valentine's Day, you have to do something for me, but I am a considerate person. I would consider yeah. myself somebody who likes to plan for other people's birthdays and whatever. And sometimes when I don't receive that back, it makes me sad. And I think that's totally, like, respectable. And also, I think we're not the type of bitches to be, like, I need a Cartier ring or, like, anything crazy. We're definitely more... I would rather have, like, a really thoughtful gift than a really expensive one. I am a fan of Silly Putty, and that's all I really wanted. And I really like the little hearts with the messages. Yes. I'm easy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you might be. No, I'm just joking. Too easy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Well... Let's just have some fun here. I'm excited for this episode. So stick around. We're here with thanks for your concern. (laughs) All right, let's dive into it. So I, yes, I have been messy in the past and If you are thinking to yourself, I am the perfect human being, I've never been messy, you're wrong. I feel like the fact that we're self-aware enough to know we've been messy in the past is a plus. I would like to say a lot of the stories I'm going to tell today, they're older stories. I'm not as messy anymore. I've grown a little bit. We've learned. But I kind of want to share some of my messy stories. So if you're feeling down about your messiness, maybe you can feel a little bit better. Yeah, you can resonate. You can... um Take our experiences as your own, if you want to. <laughs> so where do we even begin? I mean, Ella, have you, 
tell us about your tragic nasty L's. <laughs> so here we go. Here we go. Buckle up, friends, because I have a lot. Let's start. I would like to say I have gone to therapy, so a lot <laughs> of these L's would not happen now. But girl, it's all good. Don't be shy. The one, the one that I, I first came to mind was and how I redeemed it. So one time, the guy that I was seeing, I got drunk and called him twenty seven times. Ooh. He he should have answered, right? But <laughs> but the next day, I was like, I don't think I can come back from this. I think we this mm-hmm. is too much too soon. Like I was self aware enough to know that there was no fucking way this guy just started dating, if you want to call it that. Is gonna be like, oh no, this is cool. Like she's, this, she's totally normal. Like she's totally normal. <laughs> like you know, that's a normal time to call somebody on a fucking Friday night. No, so I thought, hmm, let me end it first. I was like, there's no coming <laughs> right. back from this. Let me just text him, being like, you know what? I've been thinking about it. I think we should just be friends. Because <laughs> I knew damn well he was gonna do that to me. So I was like, let me just fucking do it first. So then he can't like spin this. Like I was the crazy one. Mm-hmm. I think the thing about being messy is that you're going to be the psycho anyway. So sometimes I just go all the way in. Yeah. You just right? really send like, it home. Yeah. Like a guy's <laughs> going to call me crazy regardless. So I might as well like actually be crazy. So it's a good story or some shit. I like that. I think that I, when I drink, I like to think of myself as messy, cute, like messy, forgetful. So one of the stories that I... I thought of about like my first time, my first truly mess. As you all know, I went to college and I lived in a dorm and I used to wear my key around my wrist, like tied to a piece of candy, a bracelet, because I forget things. I lose things as I'm, I'm saying, you know, I'm cute. I'm cute. I'm a cute drunk. And one day I had taken off my contacts. I had no shoes on and I had put on my my fussy leopard print nightgown and I locked myself out of my fucking dorm room. And instead of like walking over to my Ari's door for some reason, I like walk out of the building and I go into Mm. like the complex that was in the middle where you're supposed to like... I guess you you can go in there. But I don't necessarily know why I did that. Because then I was phoneless, shoeless, and I couldn't see shit. <laughs> I just want to say, you're super fucking, like, can't see anything. Like, this isn't like, oh my god, I, I wear glasses. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm, like, cannot see. Like, I got bifocals. So, basically, I sit there. And then I want to... I want to introduce the the omen of my life, really. And it's been this this boy I met a really long time ago. And for some reason, every time I see this man, like during college, something bad was going on. You were having a full on crisis. Yeah. And so this was one of those times. And he comes in and I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm having a full on crisis. So luckily, he did help me like try to get in contact with the RA but he did not wait for the RA to get there he did leave me I know that a few people like walked in and out I wasn't really trying to make eye contact hence I couldn't fucking see shit yeah that was I feel like my first messy experience you know there was many after that like drunk crying at the frats we've all done it (laughs) yeah it's normal it's it happens we're humans we have emotions you know there's other instances where I would get locked out of other places oh my god can I the one story I forgot about until right now was I remember my freshman year of college, like literally week one, 
I believe this was literally the first weekend of college. This guy was like, oh, hey, like, do you want to, like, get a house tour? And it was of, like, (laughs) one of the better houses. (laughs) And I did not know that was code for do you want to hook up? So I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm so excited to go see this really nice frat house. It it immediately led to the bedroom. There was literally no stops. And so then I'm in his bedroom and I'm like, oh, this is kind of uncomfortable. Like, fuck. And so then, funny story. So we both get locked in that room. His roommate comes and being like, I totally remember this. Totally. He was like, I need to get my four locos. Like, you guys need to get out of there. You need to stop fucking. And the dude was like, we're not fucking. Like, we're literally trapped in here. And he's like, you are such a fuck. Like, you're such a piece of shit. Like, I can't believe you're not going to open the door right now that you're going to, like, choose me over some bitch. And I'm literally standing there like, I'm about to piss my pants. And he's like, just pee out the window. And I was like, no. And then his roommate realizes this is a full on fucking crisis. And they were like, okay, here, why don't you just scale the fire escape and then walk down? And then, um. This took hours because Ella was supposed to be on a trip mm-hmm. in our sorority. And people started like reaching out to me and our other friend. And they were like, have you guys seen, seen Ella? Like, she's not showed up yet. And we're like, she is stuck. Like, you're going to have to leave without her at this point. It was literally a full-on crisis. And literally, I was, like, on the phone with my big. And I was like, you don't understand, like, what happened to me. Like, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> call the fire like, department. Literally, I got to get the, the fire department. Out of here. <laughs> and then after that happened, he was like, I hate you guys. I'm. He's like, you guys are such fucks. Like, you guys are such fuckers. Like, I'm going home with her. And <laughs> I was like, like no. No. <laughs> Like, I've had enough trauma for the fucking evening. Like, I'm going home. And that was a pretty, that was a crazy story. I have been, you know, getting locked in or out is actually more common than people would think. I once, you know, we've talked about shacking as in going over to a sleepover at a uh, fraternity because we needed heat and we needed heated rooms and at one instance I did this and he was like hey do you want to go like grab some food downstairs and I was like absolutely I would love to go downstairs and grab some food from someone that's not my sorority I went down there and we were having a great time I was like meeting all these people and then suddenly his roommate comes like into the kitchen and he's like what the fuck like what were you doing in there like the room is locked blah 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 and you know I acted like I didn't exist um (laughs) acted like he didn't exist and I was just like look down and eat your cereal and basically we were locked out of that room but all my belongings were in there my house key everything right the thing is it was dead winter and I was wearing a t-shirt dress and some booties like normal attire very on brand I was like all my shit is in there like we need to get this open. They were the nicest, honestly, boys. That's probably the best experience I've ever had at a fraternity. They all were like, we're so sorry. Like, do you want to stay in our guest room? Like, don't worry about it. I was like, absolutely not. I do not want to deal with this in the morning. <laughs> I want to go home now. <laughs> they have ruined this experience for me. Long story short, I did have to then run to my sorority. They did offer to walk me. But at that point, it was too embarrassing. Too fucking embarrassing. I run to my sorority at like 4 a.m. And I didn't have a key. So I start knocking on the door like a maniac. And I'm like, happy, happy, happy. It's like negative 20 degrees 
outside. There's snow on the ground. Um, needless to say, no one was impressed with me, but they did open the door. <laughs> that person hit me up because I think your phone was in the room. Yeah. So they hit phone, me up. And like, I was like, oh, thank you so much for your kindness. <laughs> and like, like really going the extra mile because there's two types of men. The men that will like throw your fucking shit away. <laughs> yeah. And then the men that'll hit you up, even if it's like three fucking bobby pins. Absolutely. And then they act like I left the bobby pins as like a sign. Or the men that will keep your shit so you have to come back. Mm-hmm. Like they can't just give it to the friend that went over right. to your house. They just like hoard it. You know what? They can have it. They can, they can fucking <laughs> they can have, have, have it. Like stuff. I'm not coming back. <laughs> like I'm never seeing you again, hopefully. <laughs> I know the one time I was like, no, you can most certainly keep all of those things was I was seeing a man and... He invited me out to the bars and like as soon as we like met up, he started talking to like my friend and was like flirting with my friend. And I was like, who do you think I am? So I turned up the messy to 3000 percent and I was like, I'm just going to like be kissing on my friend. Like, of course, I got consent, but like we were just like (laughs) kissing, like, you know, cutesy, like cheeky, cheeky. And then I was like taking pictures with her Mm. and I just was like. I hope you know that, first of all, she doesn't want to go home with you. And second of all, this is the most disrespectful thing someone's ever done to me. And then he had the audacity to text me being like, I found three of your bobby pins. That That's that's got a, like a street value of one cent. Like, I've had those bobby pins for probably five, six fucking years now. You think I'm going to go hang, go back over to your house with a fucking... For three bobby pins. This is the same guy that had literally the largest dog I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. And I woke up out of like a dead of sleep one time. And there's like a ginormous dog like staring me right in the fucking eyes. <laughs> no like shit to dogs. But we are very small human beings. Yeah. Um, so that's a little intimidating. That, that dog had 50 pounds on me. Like I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I did one time like... I was I was at the other end of the locking out stories. I did I was upset and I did tell a man that if he didn't come over it was over. Okay, it was toxic at the time. So then I I was home and I got tired. So I fell asleep because I'm a cute drunk. <laughs> and <laughs> then on the next day I see that he had in fact come over. And it was the dead of winter. I tried to like reach out to him and he was pissed. Like he was not having it with me. And I'm like, I don't understand like what's wrong. And he's like, I waited like 30 minutes outside your house in negative whatever weather and you did not open the door so like i really hurt his ego i don't think i came back from that one the the relationship did end at that point but you know maybe you can come back from it i feel like we have a really great story of a gal that redeemed herself oh yes so you know where people have like weird beef and you're like what is your beef over and our friend was like Well, I went over to his house and there was a gallon of house paint in his closet and I somehow spilled the entire gallon all over his shit. Somebody would get fired, cut, arson, something would happen. But then she bounced back. She did. And we have this like amazing video of her because we uh, played a scavenger hunt of being like redeem an L of this dude saying... Blank has redeemed herself and then just like making out. 
And I was like, that's so inspiring. You can come you back. You can come back. See, my thing is, is this is a true story. If I had a big L, I would like, spa- I'd really try to space them out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if I had took an L, I'd probably like try to wait like a month before I took another major L in college. Now, Absolutely. Now we're down to quarterly. I would say I take an L, but the, it happens. Yeah. And the biggest thing about L's is usually you, it's a lot of self-shame because if it didn't actually hurt anybody, I mean, there's some there's some stuff that happens that ends up hurting people and you got to work a little more for redeeming yourself. But if it's like doing something kind of stupid that makes you look a little silly, laugh it off. <laughs> I remember our friend fell down like eight stairs at a bar and we did not <laughs> want her to get kicked out. And I threw a fucking fit like... This is a fucking injury risk. It is fucking soaking wet down here. Can you? Someone's got to do something about this. And it was literally fine. Staircase was fine. And I just was like, okay, wait. She's being a little messy, so I have to help redeem her L because I'm a little bit more put together. And they literally looked at me like, you are making way too big of a deal after this and bringing more attention to yourself than if you had just not said anything. It's a team effort, all right? Yeah. So this was probably my worst L because I did have to lie to my parents about this one because it became a, a not a long lasting consequence, but on Valentine's Day, which I, it seems appropriate to tell this story and my parents don't know, so don't tell them. Um, <laughs> but um, on Valentine's Day, my freshman year of college, I got invited to like a party in apartment land, which was like a community of apartments about a mile off campus. And it was my first time over there. And I was being a tough girl who was a single on Valentine's Day. So I didn't need no man. I needed three logos. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then I remember playing some Drage Cage. And then there's a video of me saying, like, I did that, pointing towards, like, somebody beer bonging. And then I remember that after that, my night did end shortly after that because I did forget that I had, in fact, texted my address to college cabs. And when you do that, they will come pick you up to the address that you send them. So then I had forgotten about that, and I knew that I was just ready to go home. I'm in this apartment. I get down to the parking lot, and then I see the omen. (laughs) This fucking dude, right? And he was like, hey, it's you. And I'm like, it's me. I was like, I was just not, like, I was ill. So he was like, oh, I'm just, like, gonna go. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. He was going to his truck. And I was like, can I come sit for a minute? So I come sit there. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna be sick. I, like, open the door. And I, like, projectile vomit out of this dude's car. (laughs) And then um, I get out of the car. And then he, like, walks around. And instead of being like, are you well? He's like, did you get any of it in the car? the omen so then i was like no i didn't and then i was so upset i started like running away so i come out of the fucking parking lot and i get hit by a cab now don't be too concerned this cab was going like maybe five miles an hour but it did butt me and i like went shooting back butt first and then like hit my head a little bit and i was like whoa (laughs) it's not funny but I'm okay, so it's funny. And then the cab driver was, like, super fucking concerned. And he comes out running to me, and he's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, do you need me to take you to the hospital? And I was like, dorm. Like, take me to my dorm now. And I, like, get in the car, and we go back to my dorm. Now, little did I know that the cab that hit me was, in fact, the cab that I had called for myself. He picked you up. He got you. He got me. I did get a free ride home, which was kind of an up, I would say. And then the next day, 
I felt like I was hungover for like five days. So I was like, I'm definitely concussed. Tell my parents because I had to go to the doctor. Told my parents that I was walking home from the library and a bike hit me. Now details are different. <laughs> details are Same different. Essence. Did I learn from that experience? Yes, I never went back to apartment land. <laughs> Okay, too far, too far from home. Not safe enough for me. I've never been hit by cap since, so I learned my lesson. The time I had to fib to my parents, I was in high school, and you know, it's really funny because I remember every single time I drank in high school, like there just wasn't that many times. Anyway, so it was one time in high school, and I was hanging out with some sketchy fucking dudes. I'm not even gonna explain it. It should be dudes I should not have been hanging out with at all, but. They told me they're going to take me to McDonald's. They actually took a stop in between the McDonald's to tag things. Oh. And I got fucking caught up by the goddamn police, okay? <laughs> and I literally was, like, sobbing. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I could not catch a case. Even though I was sitting in the car and had no idea what they were doing. I was like, I could not catch a fucking case. And I literally told the police like he, they're like because i was not 18 they were gonna have to call my fucking parents and i gave you know gave him my mom's number and because she never answers her fucking phone her she didn't answer her phone and her voicemail box was fucking full so very on brand very on brand you could never get a hold of my mom and the police were like well we're gonna drive you home and i was like and then this this police officer was like, she got herself into this. She can get herself out. She can walk home. I was literally a block from my house. <laughs> and I was like, this is best case scenario. Until the police came and questioned me at my school. Then it got a little crunchy. But I just was like, I don't know anything. And they maybe questioned me for like an hour, two hours. And I didn't break because like, Hopefully the fucking limitations, the statutes of limitations on this has ended. But I just was like, I can't, I don't want to snitch. Like, this is going to fucking come back on me. Like, I might get beat up or something. Like, I got to stop. And so then I called my mom and, like, I told her the truth. But, like, I left out Some really parts, certain yeah. details about this situation so that I wouldn't get in, like, full-blown-ass trouble. And I think that's, like, when I realized that sometimes you just don't have to tell the whole truth. Like, you can kind of, like, fib a little. Just a little bit. Just a little. You know, high school L's were something else because you're so young that they're just cute. They're just cute little L's. My last day of high school, I did attempt to finish a fifth of rum. That was a really bad call for me with a bubble tea straw because that was very on brand for me. And I remember I was drinking it at the assembly. And so mm. by the end of the assembly, you like go around and you say bye to people in high school. <laughs> I remember going up to this teacher that I thought was really hot and I was like, yo, Mr. Lugo. <laughs> <laughs> What's really good though? <laughs> I've been having another one of my teachers being like, Bernie, so you have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you need to leave right now. And I was just like, you're right. And so then I went to this keg. I don't know. I, I was really feeling it this day. And so we went to this keg, which is like the Seattle fucking thing to do. You go drink at a park. And I don't remember a lot of it because I did 
I, I was commissioned for at like 3 p.m. So we went over there and I, at one point my shoe broke and I wear platform shoes. So I can't have one shoe on because I then I, you're just like hopping all over the place. So I took him off. So I was holding my shoes in my hand. And I remember being like, I'm really into this boy from musical, which in retrospect, I really wasn't. I just Probably was not. that day. And I just remember these girls like gassing me. I'm like, you should call him right now and tell him. My drunk ass like this dude i had never talked to before it's like ah, hi like i just think you're so cute like i was just really into professing my love for all these men i guess i never did in high school and then things ended for me very quickly and the police did come and i just remember running holding my shoes as my friends were like get in the car get in the car high school else no one remembers them anymore so that's something about yeah. kind of life that's beautiful is that, you know, you take the L's and you bounce back. And then Absolutely. you just do what I do, which is just like move cities a little bit. Yeah. You know, you yeah. move cities, you have a new crowd, you could take new L's, they don't know you. <laughs> and so I would say the biggest way to redeem L's is become a new person. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your L's behind. Change your name legally. Yeah, create a new identity. Persona. <sighs> there are some L's you can't come back from, though. I think, you know, not to not to talk about The Bachelor again, but it's, it's hot. It's hot. It's a hot topic that Chris Harrison will be stepping aside from the show. And homegirl Rachel is a racist, and she's still on the show. So I'm just, I'm waiting to see how that ends. Yeah, be, taking an L by saying something racist or saying something insensitive is something you can't really come back from, I think, as we've seen. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say this. I feel like people don't like cancel culture. And like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get canceled one of these days, I'm sure. But sometimes you can't come back from those L's. I think the one that... I'll say this. So I had, I was one time like sober sis. So I was being the sober one. And ironically, it happened when a guy was like, why? I don't even understand why we would have a door person if we're going to let fat bitches in here. <gasps> and then like later, I, I never went to that frat again. Like, nope, you're not redeeming yourself. I don't give a fuck. And then literally... Anytime a, any guy from that frat would try to talk to me, I'm like, no, your whole organization has been canceled in my fucking mind. You're all fat phobic. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And sometimes it's interesting to see the response, right? So how people try to re redeem themselves from those situations. And I think the biggest L that you can make after your L would be ignoring it and being like, I am who I am. That's usually a better road to take. <laughs> Don't take that road. Unless you're willing to accept the consequences. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to say anything, just know that you could probably not return to that place or that person again. Ever so, again. Yeah. you know, that's an option. Not the best option. That is true. One time, I I feel like one of my um, unredeemable L's. I didn't, I didn't insult anybody. I'm going to leave you with a funny. I was having an intimate moment with this boy and you know we women we have something called a period and sometimes you get bloated during those times of the month and this day I was just like really really bloated mm -hmm. and sometimes when you have sex when you're on your period and you're really really bloated there's something that happens is called a queef <laughs> I, I am aware of the presence now I don't know if you've ever experienced a queef but you cannot control this this is not 
any this does not feel like a fart at all anyways so yeah i was really bloated and i could not stop queefing i literally, <laughs> i mean queefing's n- normal i don't know if that's messy or at all but yeah that is a little you know we you weren't know. very far along in the mm. relationship so it was um, new it was new and um i don't think i ever came back from that one i i don't get embarrassed easily because whatever life's too short for that but that one still hurts i mean i feel like that's a perfect <laughs> note on to end it is that sometimes you just queef and you can't come back from it normalize queefing 2021 <laughs> Plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. So my plug of the week this week is at Boop and Candles. They are Native American owned business and she makes crystal candles and stickers. So check them out. They're really cute. They're great gifts and I will be purchasing one this week. Awesome. My plug of the week is going to be Hood Famous Bake Shop. It's in Seattle like chinatown international district area and they are bipoc own and they're like small and cute and all of their items are super like instagram instagrammable so mm-hmm. highly recommend you can find them at hood famous bake shop on instagram well thank you so much for listening to thanks for your concern we hope you enjoyed today we were having pretty bad days and we still decided to keep on keeping on we ella and i recently got into clubhouse we did do a poll no one seems to use it but we're hopeful about it it looks kind of cool so if you have a clubhouse follow us we'll follow you i think further down the road we could start some rooms it could be fun so thank you for listening as always please subscribe please download on the other platforms you have fuck it why not also please rate us on apple Podcasts. it does help us a lot at thanks for your concern number four on instagram and at bernice adsm and at ella l tutor peachy out